may be seated. It is rare for a man or a woman to do any one thing for 30 years. That's a long time. Uh, even if it were to type for 30 years, to be an office worker for 30 years, to um, work in some field for 30 years. And I've often thought working on buses for 30 years, big tires, big bolts, big tools, cold weather, hot weather, greasy stuff, 30 years, think about 30 years. However long you've been working on your job, what's it been, two years? You about ready to quit already? Imagine working on buses for 30 years, 30 years in July. And, uh, you know, for that in itself would make me want to listen to somebody. How in the world do you stay at something for 30 years? Anything, anything, name it. 30 years, a long time. That's almost like three decades. Pretty close, isn't it? Jeremiah, that's pretty close, right? And I got to thinking about Brother Storm. And now I, I, don't, I don't like cold weather. Haven't liked it for quite a while. My hands hurt. I get cold easy. And when he's here, I think about him and think, my, oh, my. So Monday, it was cold out. Tuesday, it was cold out. And I thought about him and just drove right on by. And... Uh, <laughs> What a man. I, I enjoy listening to people who uh, have been through something. And because Brother Howes used to say, all men can teach me something I don't know. Therefore, all men are my teachers. Yes. Uh, and so just because you're not in the bus field, let's think about the labor that's involved, yes. the long hours that are involved. The working on a bus because whoever's at that church has no idea what to do, and so you're doing it for someone else. By the way, none of these buses are his. So it's not like he's working on his stuff. He goes from place to place and helps every church. By the way, do you see our sign out front? Thank you. I'm very encouraged. It says, churches keep the buses rolling. I don't know of another item for any church that on purpose, every week, you can visit and get into so many houses. Yep. Yep. Hello, bus people are here. Come on in. Yep. Yep. Buses. Yep. And so it does not surprise me. It hurts me, but it doesn't surprise me that churches are giving that up. One of the first things they give up. Yep. You know why? First of all, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of money going out. Hardly nothing coming in. Yeah, bus kids don't pay for this place. You say, okay, let's give. Uh, I left my pennies at home, uh, and that's just the way it goes. Diesel's up, parts are up, everything's up, uh, except some of you. You're not up yet. And so, yeah. But this is what you run into, and you think to yourself, why do this? Like I just said, it's some of the easiest ways on purpose to get into homes. You, you can't I don't know, the best soul in the world cannot get into as many homes in one day as our bus people do. That's right. Hundreds of them. Just, hello, bus people's here. Come on in. Yeah, they'll be there tomorrow. You hear that every week. And so I understand the attack on the bus ministry and why churches give them up and what the devil's after because it's a great way to get into a home to reach a family. You have a reason. 
instead of just, oh, no, just going through the neighborhood, want to talk to you. I don't want to talk to you. But once you reach the kids and the parents are okay with that, they don't mind talking to you. From week to week, they don't mind talking to you. And so this is what Brother Storm has done for, I can't believe this, 30 years, sold his business, sold his house, sold everything to help churches keep the buses rolling. Can you imagine that? What if I were to ask you how many would be willing, don't raise your hand, I don't want to be disappointed, uh, would be willing to sell your house and give it all to church so we can continue on? Watch this. How many would sell your house to get a bigger house in a nicer area? Most hands would go up. He did the opposite. And in my estimation, great will be his reward when he meets the Lord. Because if, if this is selfishness, I don't have anything to do with it. Because it's not. It's all about others. It's all about bus families. It's all about churches. Encourage them. When he comes here, he don't well, let's get started. You know, I hate doing this, but somebody has to. He doesn't do that. Doesn't do that at all. He's an encourager. He's a man's man. And you talk about somebody that knows bus and mechanic. He's certified uh, in probably more than one way, right? And uh, just knows what he's talking about. And what a blessing he has been to the Anchor Baptist Church. He's my friend. I've known him for a long, long time. And uh, I wish his wife could be here. She's sick. She's next door in the white house uh and that's where she's at she's not feeling well she's under the weather but i'm glad to have him here so give him a hand and we'll listen to brother storm
Okay. Oh, there. All right. <laughs> now they can turn it down a little bit. <laughs> I, trying to get it up to hear me and they can't. Uh, we got a little bit of ring. So um, anyways, and so we we're on our way back and I've been watching the front tires and I said, okay, uh, I was thinking maybe we have to get them before we leave Florida. And, and I said, no, we're going to looking at them, watching them. We said, man, we've been here just a fourth set of tires. So uh, we'll, we'll get home and then we'll deal with it when we get home in the spring. And uh, we uh, left the church in northern Alabama Sunday night after church, trying to get back for the service conference at First Baptist. And um, the, uh, got to the, um, uh, look, and then we got to find a place to park, so we sleep for the night. Went across uh, Tennessee and praying, Lord, and the Lord does this all the time. We're looking for a place to park, can't find one. But the Lord opens ones up for us or keeps one for us. I just can't tell you how many times. Places packed. I mean, the trucks are parked all along the edge of everything. And I'll go in there and, oh, look here. <laughs> the Lord has a place for us. Well, he had one that night. And praise the Lord. I'm glad he did. He knew what he was doing. I could have drove on. Got up in the morning, checked my tires, and my left front steer tire had steel hanging out of it. Had I driven on that night, we probably would have had a blowout on a steer tire. And uh, the Lord protected us. Next seven miles, the next truck stop. There's, there was a tire place there, and we got tires, got it on, and uh, found out we had to have kingpins on it. That's why the tire wore out so fast, mm. faster than we anticipated. And, uh, uh, and that's just, that was $2,200 of what I, the figure I just gave you, and that's the one job I paid somebody to do. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not doing if I had If I had the, the $1,800 press that they use, for, for, uh, I would do it myself, but I don't. And I, and I got a good shop up there. I know the guy, known him for years. So anyways, just want to share that with you. And we appreciate your prayers and covet your prayers for our safety because that, that's just a typical example of how the Lord looks out for us. Amen. And, uh, and I did my part. I checked the tires. <laughs> Amen. Had it not have done my part, it could have been dangerous. So, uh, and that, that's uh, two th- uh, 29, 29, almost 30 years. In July, we've had the privilege of seeing 4,331 people saved. Amen. Personal soul winning. Um, that doesn't count junior churches and preaching services. I had 51 one night in a vacation Bible school in uh, Colorado. But um, I just gave my testimony. I was saved in vacation Bible school. I gave my testimony, brought up a seven-year-old and used him as illustration. And, and Okay. And so, since 2005, 650 bus parents, we've had the privilege of leading to the Lord and getting in the homes. And I've been going to bus kids' homes since 19, uh, see, 50, no, um, 70, 72, 71. I've been going to bus kids' homes, and God has just given me a knack of uh, reaching the parents, how to get around all the issues. And, there, and there's a lot of issues, yes, and, uh, you just, and the Lord just helped me being able to do this, and, uh, and his power, it's, it's God. Uh, in 2022, we was in 97 churches, and uh, uh, just don't ask me how we do it. It's, <laughs> I just get the figures at the end of the year, and I go, oh, really? <laughs> um, and uh, worked on 183 buses in 2022. 
And, uh, and, and most of you know, in 2021, we paid off the motorhome. I think I mentioned that last year. And the 50 months early, and to God be the glory. Upgrade the truck, and to God be the glory. And it was God paid cash for the new truck. Amen. I was trying to finance it. I was just praying, okay, Lord. I put out a post to a friends. I said, pray that we can get this truck. That's all I did. I wouldn't ask for money. I was just praying we can get it financed. They wouldn't finance me because I'm debt-free, a little bit of money in the bank, and it paid off the motor home 50 months earlier. They figured out I wasn't gonna, they weren't going to make any money on me, so they're not going to loan me any money. <laughs> That's how it works. Anyways, <coughs> so, uh, but uh, people started making commitments, and uh, uh, it's just miraculous. I, I don't have time to go into the story because I want to, I got something here I think the Lord wants us to deal with tonight, I help you in the bus ministry, and uh, I help you understand the bus ministry as well. Uh, for those of you that aren't in it, and um, so the uh, let's let's uh, let's take our Bibles, and let me again let me say thank you for your support, your prayers. Uh, that's very very important and meaningful to us. Second Chronicles seven fourteen. Second Chronicles seven fourteen. I'm in First Chronicles. Give me a second. Okay, Second Chronicles seven fourteen. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves, and pray, and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, and will forgive their sin, and will heal their land. Let's pray. And Father, we need your help. Pray that you use me tonight. I yield, my, I yield myself to you, put your thoughts in, take mine out, and Lord, you know what the people need. I do not. Please help me. I yield to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The honest truth is, if, if you'll go back to the beginning of this verse, if my people, Christians, which are called by my name, that's us, yes. Christians, this is talking to us, okay? It was to the, it, the, the, the Jews in the day, but he didn't put down to the Hebrews or the Jews. He said, my people. So it's for us too. Yeah, right. So, uh, you know, so many people want to say, well, that was the Old Testament. No, the Bible's good cover to cover. Right. It's God's word, yeah. and it's for us. Some of it we learn from their mistakes. Sure. Try to, good. and uh, supposed to. Uh, not very good at all that. Uh, as a country particularly, if my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and, and pray and seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear, hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. The mess our country is in today Man. is our fault. Yeah. That's, yeah. Right. Yeah. That's right. As Christians, yes. we have a command to go into all the world. Amen. Amen. That's a command. That's not a passive. It's not if you like it. We have a command to go into all the world and preach the gospel. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Today, we run roughly 20% of the buses we used to run in the 70s. Our churches in the 70s used to run buses. There was a day in Columbus, Ohio. You would have traffic jams with church buses on Sunday morning, and if you didn't get to your kids before they did, they went to their church. That's 
Where are they all? Yeah. I'm going to give you a picture of one town. I've shared this before, uh, but, but we need to be reminded of it because it's, we see the evidence of it now actually happening in our country. Tampa, Florida. I grew up in Tampa. The top five bus ministries, all independent Baptists, all of them today are out of the bus ministry. The top five, uh, and some are out of existence. Um, I think most of them are, all but one maybe. Uh, the top five bus ministries had 133 bus routes. That's just five churches in Tampa, Florida. The first bus I ever saw was one of those churches in Tampa, Florida. 133 bus routes. Using the figures from the church bus news, and, uh, and Brother um, Ray Young and I have gone over the, the way I calculate this out, and he agrees with me. He says that's, that's a pretty accurate number. Um, all those bus routes have shut down. Just those five churches, their bus ministries, calculates out to somewhere today close to 400 to 500,000 people who have not been reached with a gospel because five bus ministries shut down. Doesn't count all the others. Right. I want that to affect a city or a town or a country. Yeah. It's true nationwide, unfortunately. But I'm here to tell you, the only large church with a bus ministry in the 70s, First Baptist is still at it. We run 85 buses. We ran 70 last year. This year it's 85. That's good. And a lot of people don't realize that, don't know it. And that's why when I t I've, I've told a few people, and they're surprised, so I decided I'm just going to start announcing it. Because um, they think we quit. And we didn't. And, uh, and it costs a lot of money. And it takes a lot of organization. It takes a lot of manpower. And I, I just for the record, I told my grandson today, he's a student at House Anderson, he didn't know this. First Baptist was the largest bus ministry in the country before House Anderson College. Ran by laymen, 100 buses. Ran by laymen. So many people think, well, it's How's Anderson College. No, no. First Baptist had that before House Anderson College. That's good. That's good. So, laymen can do it. Layman can do it. Amen. By the way, the reason I got into bus ministry, I was struggling in school. I'm, I was not a good student, and I, I, I do better now than I did then. And uh, my brain got older, I guess, or it finally developed. <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> the, uh, I went to a Baptist bus conference my third, my third year of Bible college, struggling, and I found something I could do, and I didn't need a college education to do it. And I jumped in. And, uh, and, that's, and have stayed in. Yep. The, um, uh, the statistics go on. 23 churches around the nation will calculate right now uh, using statistics out of the church bus news how many buses those churches ran. These are the top 23 churches out of the church bus news. We're talking right now 1.8 million people have not been reached because those churches shut down their buses around the country. I wonder, what, I wonder what happened to the inner city. Yeah, yeah. We quit going. Yeah, yeah, right. We quit punching holes in darkness. Mm -hmm. yeah. right. We have nobody to blame. That's right. Amen. Corporately. That's yeah. right. Ourselves. Yeah. Amen. 
The mess our country's in is our fault. We're just like the children of Israel, hot and cold, hot and cold. God brings, brings persecution on them, and, oh, we'll get right with God. Yeah. Last for a short period of time, right back to it. That's right. Yes, sir. 9-11 came, and everybody's praying, and bars even had uh, signs, pray for America. Lasted about six months or less. Uh, by the way, I follow Paul Duca, Ukraine missionary. And since the war's been on in Ukraine, they're seeing more people saved. Their church is full. Hmm. Maybe that's what we need. Maybe that's what's coming. Yes, sir. Exactly right. Maybe that's what's coming. We need to wake up. God's people, you need to get involved somewhere. Yes, sir. Amen. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm going to go through some, some basic principles on the, the bus ministry, Bible principles, and the things that some of these I've learned from the School of Hard Knocks. Some of these I've done the hard way and figured out that's not what the Bible says, and this is the way it needs to be done. And so I'm just going to, some of this, I'm going to help you with it and try to, to lay a little bit of groundwork for the week. First off, the most important person in the bus ministry is the pastor. Because if he's not for it, it's dead in the water. Yeah, right. So many of these churches have lost their bus ministry when they got a new pastor. That's right. And it died. The other second most important, or not uh, the second reason Many bus ministries die because their bus workers. I talked to a pastor today of an older church. It had a strong, but still has a bus ministry. They had a very strong one years years gone by. His workers are all in their eighties and seventies. Yeah. Young people don't want to step up. Yeah, come on, right. amen. It's it's a it's a uh, it's a welfare Christianity. What's in it for me? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Preach. People call you about your church preacher. The only question you get asked is not about where you stand, what Bible you use, uh, where can I get involved, it's what's in it for me. Right. Right. Yeah. It's good. There's a lot of our problem right there. The second most important person in the bus man, this will surprise you, but I, I see it, it's very obvious, it gets overlooked by a lot of people, but the bus mechanic and the helpers to keep those buses running. Because if the bus is not running, the bus worker have all kinds of people lined up. Right, they're exactly. not going to get here. Right. So the bus, the bus mechanic and bus, and, or the people responsible to get them fixed is the second most important person because those buses have to run. The third is the CDL bus driver. Yeah. And you can get it. You can do it. You can do it. Pardon? Okay. The first one's a pastor. The second one's a bus mechanic. Third one is a CDL bus driver. Good question, by the way. The fourth one is the bus captain and the bus workers. They're the ones that can put the feet to it. But if the others aren't in place, they have no place to go. <coughs> in Detroit, Michigan... 
a church shut down their bus ministry. A man in that church that loves the bus ministry refused to shut his route down. And they, they decided to give him the bus and go find you a church to take your kids to. Took him almost a year and a half to find a church that would take his kids. Finally wound up at Brother Pepperzan's church. Yeah. You want to see what's going on with the country? And he went to Independent Baptist Church. He didn't just look for just any church. He didn't want his kids. Yeah. And he still runs a bus route today. And he's, he's up feeble, and he's still running the bus route, and his wife is, um, uh, is incapable, in I don't know how to put, uh, get the terminology, but she can't, she can't get out and do anything. She's, she's in a nursing home. He still runs his bus route. Amen. Go visit his wife when he gets done. The fifth is the Sunday school teachers and junior church workers. The, uh, the bus ministry will fill the Sunday school. The Sunday school teachers get them back. I'm a product of this organized Sunday school. Mom and Dad didn't go to church every Sunday, most of the time, but not every Sunday. I went every Sunday. Because when I missed... Sunday school teachers at our door. Amen. Hello. Amen. That's right. Amen. By the way, you can say this to any kid. I can say it. It's just not the same when you're not there. Amen. It isn't. That's right. They have their own personality. They have their own smile. Amen. And it makes them feel important. Yes. The sixth is the people of the church and how they receive the bus kids. Yeah. I, I picked up a bus, a hitchhiker, years ago when I first started ministry. I traveled in a truck, picked him up, started witness to him. Couldn't get him lost. So I asked for a salvation testimony. And he, he had tattoos all over him. <clears throat> I said, so tell me how you got saved. I rode a bus to church in Dallas, Texas. I said, man, why don't you go back? He's headed to a carnival. I picked him up in Texarkana. He's headed to, to Little Rock to join the carnival. I said, man, why don't you go back and get in your church? Yeah. They wouldn't accept me. I wasn't welcome there. They know. You don't fool kids. They know if you love them and if you don't. So in order, there's, there's other factors in this, but those are the main ones, uh, importance of the people, uh, of getting a good, effective bus ministry. Now, uh, the blessings of the bus ministry, number two, the blessings of the bus ministry Luke 14 and verse 12. Of course, Luke has only one book, so 
so I can get the right one. And as you know, I jumped to Mark. <laughs> there we go. Luke, turn, Luke uh, 14 and verse 12. Then said he unto him that bade him, When thou makest a dinner or a supper, call not thy friends, nor thy brethren, neither thy kinsmen, nor thy rich neighbor, lest they bid thee again, and a recompense be made thee. But when thou makest a feast, call the poor, the main, the lame, the blind. Look at that next phrase. And thou shalt be blessed. Amen. Do you think for a minute you can outgive God? By the way, if any ministry proves that, my ministry does. Yeah. Started with nothing, literally. $700 truck with a blown engine in it. That's how I started out. Six kids in Ham Baptist School, $800 a month uh, school bill. That's how I started out. And God just continued to bless. Amen. Was there tough times in there? Yes, there was. You're going to have. Because you don't quit. That's right. You don't quit. Amen. You're going to have tough times in the bus ministry. Yes, sir. But you don't quit. Yes, Amen. You're going to have kids move. But you don't quit. You're going to have quiz, kids quit coming, but you don't quit. Keep going. Yes. Proverbs 19, 17. He that hath pity upon the poor lendeth unto the Lord... And that which he had given, will he pay him again? Now look at that. He that hath pity upon the poor, lendeth unto the Lord, and that which he had given, will he pay him again? Do you think you can outgive God? That's good. That's good. Russell Anderson's funeral is tomorrow. He tried. He tried to get out. He, he died a millionaire. He gave millions to churches and God's people. Yeah. Yes. And God just gave it back. But see, God could trust him with money. Yeah. That kind of money. He don't trust me with that kind of money. <laughs> and he probably don't trust you with that kind of money. <laughs> that's, that, that's one of a kind. Yeah. Through history, there's been very few men of that caliber. Right. Right. J.C. Penny was one of them. In the day. Mm-hmm. And there's others. There's others. You can't outgive God. That's right. Don't be afraid to invest your time, your money, the, the gas you spend, the, the, the candy, the prizes, everything you invest in, you are not going to outgive God. Amen. He promised you he'll pay it back. Amen. And I'm here to testify he does. Yes, Amen. He does. I've been at it long enough now. I can testify it. He does. You cannot give him. And I can't explain it all. That's right. I, don't even, I, I, I didn't use Dave Ramsey. <laughs> God did it. Amen. Not Dave Ramsey. I'm not against what he teaches. But I don't, have, I don't have a constant salary to work off of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. 
God did it. Amen. And God helped me how to figure it out. Sure. Uh, let's see here. Next one. Uh, the purpose of the bus ministry, Matthew 28, 16 and 20. You've heard this over and over and over. You've been taught it, preached it. You could probably preach it back, but we need to see it again. Because th this, is, this is why we do everything we do. Let's, let's start with verse 16, because this is probably where you're at. Same place the disciples were. Let's see, what, let's see what happened here. Verse 16, then the 11, uh, just in case you haven't caught up with us, Matthew 28, verse 16. Then the 11 disciples went away into Galilee, into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, time out. Disciples? Mm -hmm. Walked with Jesus? Handpicked by Jesus? Saw the miracles? He was crucified, they forsook him? He rose from the dead. They're back together. And some doubted. I have a hard time wrapping my head around that. But that's where some of you are. See, you're just like the disciples. They weren't special people. They were yielded people. And that, and that proves it right there. And these same men, months and weeks later, turned this world upside down for Christ. Don't let your doubts and fears keep you out of serving God. Sure. Yeah. It takes faith, mm -hmm. not a business plan. Right. Yeah. It takes faith, Amen. blind faith. God called you to do it. You say, I'll go. That's right. Amen. I'll go. That's right. I'll go. I'll go where you want me to go. If he wants you to go in the foreign field, I'll go. If he wants, calls you to be a preacher, I'll go. If he's called you to be a science school teacher, I'll go. If he's called you to be a, a preacher, I'll go. You be willing to do whatever Amen. God calls you to do. The safest place in the world is in God's will. Amen. Amen. I don't want to go to a foreign field. Hey, 9-11 happened in, in New York City. The safest place is God's will. Amen. Period. Just say, God, I'm yours. I'll do what you want to do. I'll go where you want me to go. And get rid of the fear. So how are you going to do it? The next verse tells us. And Jesus came and spake to them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and earth. You're going to do it in his power, not your power. You're going to do it in God's power. If you do it in your power and you got the plan and you figured it all out and you did it, guess who did it? You did. And guess who gets the praise for it? You do. And God doesn't like that. That's right. God's a jealous God. The best day of my life when I learned to give it all to him and it all belongs to him. And by the way, that was even after I started the ministry. When I started his ministry, I held on to the shop for a while. I should have just sold the thing to start with. I didn't have enough faith. So I ended up having an auction and sold it for 10 cents on the dollar. 
That's not a good plan, is it? <laughs> but God was in it all, in spite of my lack of faith, because I kept going. That's right. I didn't quit, in spite of the fears, in spite of the doubts. Nobody ever done anything like this. I just kept going. I put left foot in front of the right foot and just kept moving. And there's, there's tough times. As most of you know, I lost my first wife to cancer. Nine years into the ministry. And then we got the command, verse 19. Go ye therefore. Doesn't say come, does it? The Bible doesn't command them to come to us. That's right. It Amen. commands us to go to them. Amen. By the way, church is often referred to reaping and sow, sowing and reaping. So let's put the application of that. Yeah. If farmers planted a harvest like we do, they'd bring all the seed to the barn. Yeah. Plant the seed in the barn. That wouldn't, how's that going to work? There's no sunshine. Yeah. There's no water. Mm-hmm. And try to have a harvest. Yeah. No, we're to take the seed out of the barn That's correct. and go to the fields. Amen. And bring the harvest back to the barn. Amen. And it doesn't all get back to the barn. And it doesn't all, somebody winds up in another barn somewhere. That's just, that's the way it works. God decides whose goes where. God builds the church. Amen? We don't always like that, but that's, that is the way it works. And time proves it out. Go, win, and baptize. Go you therefore, teach all nations. If the next thing we do is baptize, what are we teaching them? The gospel. Take the gospel to them. Get them to the church, get them baptized. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Yes, and the verse 20 tells us what we do next. Amen. Teaching them to observe all things which are commanded you, and lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the world. Amen. So what are we going to teach them next? What he just taught us to do. You see that? He just told us to go soul winning. So what are we teaching? We're preparing them to go do the same thing. That's, that's how it works. So we're going to go out and win people to church, bring them to church, get them baptized, teach and train them, and so who comes back to church? Teachable kids. According to the Great Commission, if they're not teachable, we don't bring them. Yeah. And, and, and the clear definition of that is corners. There's got to be a place. And I'm actually I'm getting ahead of myself because that's further down the road here. So I'll, I'll stop on that one right there. Let me give you some, some basic ways that a little bit different from what we were used to, but I think it's common sense. I think it's going to help us. In the long haul, we're going to get further with it. So build your bus routes in increments of 10. If you were to go out next Sunday and, and bring in 35, 50 brand new kids out of these neighborhoods, you know what you got that next Sunday? Chaos. 
Now follow me. We should build our routes in increments of 10. You're constantly looking for new riders. Now, I'm not talking about a big day. That's a totally different period. We're geared for that kind of stuff. We're prepared for it. I'm talking about the regular Sunday. Build, so you're, if you're starting a brand new route, your first goal was 10. You're going for 10. You're going to average 10. When you average 10, by the way, if you're going to average 10, you're going to have 17 to 18 to 20 names on your route book. Not 10. Okay? If you think 10 is going to get it done, you're going to have three or four. Okay? And, and it works that way all the way through. And when you start averaging 10, now those kids have gotten in and adjusted to what we're doing. And now we bring them in one or two more regular Sundays at a time, and they acclimate to what's going on. And rather bring in this big crowd that wants to take over when they come. I've been here a long time. I've been in those days. And uh, um, been involved in it and caused it sometimes. So once you average 10, your next goal is to average 20. Now, if you get satisfied at 20, there's something wrong with you. Your next one's 30, and then 40, then 50. And I don't know about you, I'm never satisfied where I'm at. And if you'll do this, you'll build the bus ministry steadily, and you give the church time to grow with That's it. That's good, preacher. That's good. Yeah. Sunday school rooms, school teachers, space, yes. all of that. Yes. Again, we're not talking about the big days. Yeah. That's totally different. We're going to pull the stops out. We'll have the police here and everything else to take care of it. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I recommend that. I recommend that. Have a police officer on property in your big days. If there is a problem, he's right there. Boom. And guess who they got to deal with? Not you, him. Boy, that makes a whole lot of sense to me. <laughs> I'd rather have to deal with him than me. Amen. Yeah. Okay? Um, in our society today, uh, that's almost a must. And uh, on big days especially. Vacation Bible school, I would probably do the same thing. Um, you watch what goes on other places around the country. Schools and whatnot. That one ounce of prevention is worth a ton of cure. And public rapport and all that. Um, anyways, just steadily build your routes as you go through it. And, uh, and who did Jesus reach? The children? The sinful woman? Tax collector? The blind woman? The, uh, the lepers? The woman at the well? And the demon possessed. Right. Yeah, we've done that. Yeah. <laughs> I've been involved with some of that too. <laughs> some of you didn't know it either. Sometimes you just well not to know. Um, we need to reach the people Jesus reached. God adds to the church, Acts 2.47.
let's, let's go to verse 46 so you see how this all happened. And just so you, well, let's, let's, let's pick up one verse. Let's go back to 41. So you get an idea what, what chapter we're in. So you get, kind of get the background here. Acts 2, 41, they, they that gladly received the word were baptized, and the same day were added to about 3,000 souls. That sounds like a pretty big day, huh? Yeah. Uh, see, how did they receive it? Gladly. Yeah. Sound like they went out and argued with people? No. Went out and had debates with people. Right. They that right. gladly received the word. I'm looking for somebody that wants to go to heaven, don't want to go to hell. If you're not interested, somebody down the street is. Amen. By the way, is devil smart to put a, a uh, Mormon or a Seventh-day Adventist or a, a Jehovah's Witness in your path to tie you up so you can't get to that person down the street? That's right. Yeah. Excuse yourself and move on. Amen. Be kind, be cursed, don't, don't be nasty. Just move on. Yeah. Be kind and courteous about it. And then we'll come down here to verse 46. And they that continue daily with one accord. Now, how do we get a Baptist church of one accord? They all had the same drive, the same purpose, the same. They didn't all agree on everything. But they agreed on the cause, the purpose. Amen. What we had to do. Yeah. We got to get there. One accord. In the temple, breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. Verse 47 is what I want you to see. Praising God and having favor with all the people. Does that sound like arguing with people? And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. Who builds the church? Who adds to the church? Who adds to the bus route? Is the bus ministry part of the church? It's God's job to add to your bus route. Now, you've got to do your part. Faith without works is dead. You've got to go visit your route. Uh, you see some toys in the yard, you might ought to go check on it. Those toys got your attention for a reason. You see some kids out in the yard playing, you need to follow up on that. Because you may be walking right past what God had for you to get. But, but you went this way. I gotta get home. I gotta get this done. I gotta do that. And you walked right past right. what God had for you to do. Yep. The ones He's gonna provide for you. So winning is the best way to, to get writers. I use the bus ministry as a conversation piece. Because yeah. people, because see, that's kind of indirect. And a question I like to ask if they if they tell me they don't have a church to go to. Have you ever thought about going to church? You ever thought about it? And if they say yes, and many times they do, I'm surprised how many times they do. You know what they just told you? The Holy Spirit's working on them. The door's wide open. This thing is so accurate. Without having to, you, you had a casual conversation there. But they are telling you, if they say yes, if they say a casual no, proceed with caution. If they get a firm, hard no, be very careful and try to get a gospel track in their hand. Maybe get the door before the next guy comes. Leave the doors open behind you. Don't slam them. The, um, uh, but I use, that, I, use that, I use that often. And then, then when they ask about going to heaven, they get stumbling around on the gospel. 
You ask him, how do you know for sure you're going to heaven? I ask him, if you died today and you stand at the gate of heaven, Jesus said, why should I let you in? What are you going to tell him? And they start out with this long list of stuff. Yeah. They're guessing. Yeah. Now, don't tell them that. They're guessing at it. Right. Bail them out. Real simple. Wouldn't you like the next time there's a death in the family or a funeral or somebody asks this question, wouldn't you like to say, I know I'm going to heaven and there's a Bible reason? Yeah. 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 They just told you go. Pull your New Testament out and get to work. It's, it's, it's easy. It's not hard. It's not complicated. God will add to the church. God will build the bus route. Proverbs 22.10. You need to see this one. You're in a big city. You have gangs. You have, you name it. You have it. By the way, this is just so you understand, this is God's opinion. I do agree with it, obviously. But it's not my it's not my opinion, it's God's opinion. Proverbs twenty two ten. Cast out the scorner, and contention shall shall go out, yea, strife and reproach shall cease. For too many years in the bus ministry we provided scorners for our simple ones. And they're done that. Right. So I got to get that kid on my bus at all costs, at the cost of losing your simple ones. Right. A gang member. I'm not talking about soul winning now. I'm talking about getting kids to ride a bus. Soul winning is every creature. And by the way, there's a reason God used that word. Yes. Right. <laughs> Go down around the universities. Now, what, 40, 50 years ago, I didn't understand that verse. I'm thinking dogs and cats and cows. But you go down around the universities, you understand what it's talking about. There's two-legged creatures out there. But we're to go to them too. And if they're willing to listen. And get a gospel track in their hand. You have no idea. My uncle got, grew up in the same church. His, his mom was my grandmother. We were, we were within a, three years of each other. And um, grew up in the same churches. His mom is the reason I got through my teen years because she prayed for me. He rejected it all. He was a, he was, he was a rebel. From the, mom and dad got divorced. That just messed it all up for him. Yes, sir. He ran. He got, he, he, got mar- he, he got married. He went to Vietnam, got wounded. Not, wanted nothing to do with church. Wanted nothing to do with any of it. Uh, he, he was into everything, you name it. He was into it. Got in some serious trouble with the law in Florida and uh, ran from the law, had a warrant for his arrest. He's running and running, had a motorcycle, got hit in his motorcycle, told his motorcycle he lived. It threw him off of it, and he lived through it. Now he has no vehicles. Now he's hitchhiking. He was at, he's down south somewhere. I'm suspecting I-10, <coughs> Mississippi, Alabama. He told me that. I forget where it's at. He, had, he was hitchhiking, a guy going the other way, turned around and came back, said, sir, if I was going your direction, I would take you, but I want you to take this, and when you get a chance later, I want you to read it, a gospel track. You know how many of those he's seen? Thousands. He grew up in church. He knew what he needed to do. He stuck in his pocket, out of respect, found a dugout and ball field, and slept for the night. 
pulled his cigarettes out in the morning, and out came this track. And he, he was at the end of himself. He read the track and got saved. Don't give, don't give up and pass on. And we pray for him, and we pray for his dad. His dad died in his 80s, got saved two years before he passed away. And all of us grandkids prayed for him all that time. Don't give up on him. And don't quit about passing out tracks. Yeah. Amen. Now, where that came in here, I don't see it here, but anyways, somebody needed that. Scorners, that's where that came from. He was a, he was a scorner. Um, and, and we've already talked about the last one, God's power. And let me illustrate that. Acts, Acts 1.8, and ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost will come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me. The filling of the Holy Spirit is to get the gospel to the lost. Plain and simple. Acts 1.8 makes that very, very clear. The best illustration for that, I use, Ryan's saying, I use a lot of cordless tools. When the battery goes dead in that cordless tool, it's worthless. There's no power. You can have the best cordless tool, the most expensive one out there, but when that battery runs down, you can't turn anything with it. You just put it down and go get a wrench. Now, your training is like the, the, the tool and the different quality of the tools and different types of tools. But the power from him. And as you serve him, you're using that power up. And you've got to get recharged good or you become worthless that's right and even a liability too many people quit when their batteries are dead amen that's right i got i was doing a bus conference years ago in texas and lady raised her hand she says brother storm i come home sunday afternoon and i just want to quit i said ma'am that's because you've been used that's why you got to get back to church Sunday night so you get your battery charged Amen. up. Amen. Amen. Go home, get a quick nap, get your Baptist nap Amen. in, and get back to church. And get your battery charged so you can get going and do it again next week. That's correct. That's why you got to walk with God. Last statement. If you haven't gotten the gospel to the ones that God's given you, why should he give you any more? If God knows he'll put kids on your, on your route, put kids in your path that you can sign up and get on your bus and knows that you're going to get the gospel to them, you're not going to have a problem finding kids to sign up and get on your bus. Now, he's not going to give you more than you can handle. But you should be growing with that too. As you increase... You grow. That's why, that's why we got to keep that steady growth yeah. instead of the explosion growth. And then, then we start over again, explode it again, <laughs> pick up the pieces and do it again. No, just, just build it, build it, build it, build it, build it, build it. What can you do for the bus ministry? What can you do for the Lord? You got those doubts and fears? We all do. You're not alone. That's right. You're not alone. The difference between leaders and followers 
Leaders don't show their fear. Followers show their fear. Everybody knows it. But we all have fears. That's the difference. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you.